Hello and welcome to Earhopper Presents. Let's talk about it. A podcast where I talk to interesting people that do interesting things. And we hopefully have an interesting conversation. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe. And every time a new podcast is released, you'll get a notification on your listening device. If you really like us, and I hope you do, I would love a rating over at iTunes. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Today's guest is Nick Wilson, and Nick is a maker and an entrepreneur, and he he does a lot of stuff. Uh, It's the noisiest podcast I've recorded, so I want to apologize up front. We parked the RV uh, in a very noisy section of San Francisco during the morning rush hour. You can check out the video trailer at YouTube, Earhopper, youtube.com forward slash Earhopper, I think. And you can see Nick's adorable dog, Pronto, along with some footage of them as they arrived on the motorcycle. Uh, let's see. What's going on in the world? Oh, uh, a treasonous president. Um, pretty lame summer movies. And I'm about to go on a week-long road trip from San Francisco to L.A. in a convertible. Why, you might ask. Well, because I'm a stereotype, like most of us. And I am much looking forward to just having the top down and, and smelling ocean air and contemplating all the stuff that's going on in the world and my place in it. And I highly encourage any of you listening to do the same uh, in whatever way makes sense for you. So I, Nick and I met several years ago, getting back to the podcast. He's... Um, He's a guy with opinions, and I generally like people with opinions. He's a guy that I probably could know better, but we're both so busy. Um, In fact, I think we started talking about him coming on the podcast in January or February, and it's mid-July right now. So thanks for putting up with all the noise, and I hope you enjoy. It's a short but sweet one. Uh, Nick Wilson. Hello and welcome to Earhopper Presents. Let's talk about today. We are in the back of the RV and you're going to hear a lot of uh, traffic noise because we're in uh, Soma, San Francisco, and it's rush hour. And I'm here with Nick Wilson, <laughs> maker. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Maker. Uh, <laughs> I met Nick um, a couple years ago now. Two years ago? No, you heard it. No, we met years ago. At, yeah. Uh, okay. At another company. We won't mention any company names. Yeah, right. But uh, Nick is one of those guys that uh, I was instantly drawn to because not only did he have a day job where he made money, but he has all this, some people would say side hustles, some people would say artistic endeavors. Um, And what's the word we came up with that we were going to talk about today? Perseverance. Perseverance. And so Nick, um, he and I just had some uh, burrito, well he had a burrito, I had a burrito bowl. Because I have... Uh, engagement photos on Saturday. Wait, what did you call it? Carb face? Carb face. I have carb <laughs> face because I was out last night uh, with an old friend from college and I had some alcohol. So, yeah. 
But anyway, thanks for being here, dude. Of course. Thanks for having me on. This is like, uh, I'm glad that we uh, we got to do this. I know. So, we've been talking about it for, for a, a little very, while. We, we started talking about this whenever I got hired by the last company. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because when you got, I think when we reconnected at that point, uh -huh. you, it was about your poster stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, uh, yeah, the poster stuff was like previous company that I had like worked uh, or I had owned or co-started. Um, yeah, and it was just like all like music posters, and that was like originally. Yeah, that was the first. That was the first company that I started. Like, um, like that was like the first thing where you were like. Yeah, whole hall. Like legit like had it. like. Did you have an EIN number? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, just got one, so I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after uh, we got that after about a year in, uh, which is uh, not good to the uh, IRS, but. Right. Um, we got that all settled up uh, after a while. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, starting that company um, and uh, like whenever it first started off, there was like no, I had no idea how to run a business. Sure. Like nobody, I mean, no, like if you, unless you have an MBA or whatever, you went to business school or something, maybe that, that probably doesn't even help. But um, but yeah, just being able to, to set up uh, the company by being, by not having any idea how to do it, just like, just you have to like, continually uh like learn new processes and yep. like all these different things and like teach other people how to do it and i think that uh whenever i was starting that company my business partner and i sarah um we didn't have we had no idea how to do anything and so we just like kept every day we'd be like oh we got we can like make a poster or we can uh we can like figure out how to do taxes and right sooner or later you have to do taxes which is unfortunate. It does suck. I'm starting a business right now too. Yeah. And I think it sucks when you're like, like I have all this stuff I know I have to do and uh -huh. I keep putting it off. Yeah. And it's that like weird bullshit that like the government wants you to do. Yep. And it, ta it so takes, depletes you from like the idea of why you started the business in the first place. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and, and this is something I talk about whenever other friends are like, yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to start this like business. I'm going to like, I, I have a huge passion about making, like jewelry and I'm going to like start doing this as like a business and everything. And the one thing that I always try and explain to people is like, if you're starting a business about something that you love, uh, understand that the longer that business goes, the less of the thing that you will, uh, like the, the less of uh, the thing that you love, you will be able to do. So like, like whenever I started the poster company, I was like, yeah, like I'm going to make posters all day for rock bands and this is going to be fucking great. And yeah. then I, <laughs> then like two years in three years in I had hired designers and they got to do all the fun stuff while I was over there like answering emails because right. nobody wanted to do that and then and then I'm doing taxes I'm doing new business I'm doing like making sure that we have like leasing agreements for like our studio spaces and everything and like yeah so like I understand like if you're starting something up like you will you it becomes like a job and if you're okay with that awesome yeah. um but uh but yeah, it's uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, like you have created something that other people are able to like benefit from, either employees or people that are uh, like buying your products or using your product. And that's like that's what you have to like tie to. Um, but I don't and, know. And yeah. probably at some point, maybe you start something else new because exactly. You get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm more interested. <laughs> Segue. <in> <laughs> I'm more. You want to get back to the exciting. The exactly. Exciting yeah. So I always want to like get. Uh, I always have like these like other projects. So with uh, Greg's awesome segue. Um, but yeah. So like after I, the 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 poster company um, was great. Ended up selling that uh, to my business partner, um, and they're like running it uh, incredibly. And then once I came out of California, I wanted to do like a lot of 
worked at a, a, a couple of companies and but like at the end of the day I was like I still need that like thing to do and so yeah. or like something else to like like get me going because I don't want to just sit there and like watch TV or anything. At what point during like uh, like how does that spark happen? Like mm. so you got the poster thing going, yeah, and then at some point I don't know. Are you like is it late night and you're like behind on your taxes? Is there something that like all of a sudden you're like shit? I want to do something different, like or yeah. new or get that excitement back. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, for me to like uh, have. Um, like market progress or uh, or like things that are like happening, um, like milestones or goals or, or, or just anything like that. The stuff that I can like tan like see tangible results of. So yeah. uh, being able to go home and uh, and work on something and like and put it out into the world and have other people like react to it is yeah. is what I'm most interested in. So like at my day job, it's like not a lot of that. I mean, sure. you ship something, you do something, whatever, and then. Yeah, it happens. You see a press release or something, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, but but being able to like have a personal um, interaction with uh, what I have created and, and it's like solely mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that's like that's what I'm mostly interested in. But the catalyst of it is uh, like what you're asking is like the catalyst of wanting to do that or having to do that. I feel like there's there'll be like a void in my life where it's. I'm just going through the motions mm-hmm. each day, and then I have to, I have to go do something that'll, uh, like I'll, I'll have to like throw myself completely into it. So, um, yeah. So like the 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 side hustles or the other things or so the side. It's almost like a side hustle to a side hustle. Yeah, ways. exactly. Yeah, you have to like keep uh, keep pushing to like find something else to do, and then like. I don't know. I, I'm not like satisfied with just like having the day job and then like going home because it just feels. Like we all have the ability to like do a lot more, yeah. and I think that I'm fortunate enough uh, to have like the drive to want to do those things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, the the yeah. Like, what was the like? Okay, so you're you're getting to that point where you're like, I got this other idea. Yeah. How do you start to like context switch? Like, what? Especially oh, since man. you went through yeah. all this shit the first time. Rep. Uh, so you probably are like, okay, do I want it to be this thing? Yeah. Like, this is what I would do. Yeah. I'm just kind of putting words. No, in no, no, it's good. It's good. So like, like, are you thinking I can, I, how can I start something new and maybe keep it? So the focus stays on the stuff I want to want it to stay on. Yeah. I think, um, so going back to like the, the idea of where people take like their passion and turn it into a business, I think that they don't like set up parameters. And so what I'm doing now is I, I make furniture on the side, like doing like some, uh, chair design. And it's like it's very fulfilling for me to like go home, work with wood, do the craftsman type thing. But, um, but whenever I'm actively wanting to turn that into a business, but it's not something that I want to. I'm not going to go up there against like Joybird or something. Sure, I'm not sure. trying to tur- turn it into like an international conglomerate of like furniture making with warehouses and everything. So I'm putting like this cap on how much I will actually produce and yeah. setting the parameters essentially lower because the goal of it is not to. Uh, I guess it's like like understanding the actual goal. So the goal of this project is to um, have something that is fulfilling for me that doesn't cost me a ton of money. Sure. And as long as I can do that, yep. then I've, I've it, it is a success. So it's not I, the goal of it is not to make like a billion chairs sure. and, and have a chair in every living room across the United States. Like that's that would be not fun at all. I was gonna say that would probably be the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. Exactly. Yeah. And Which, I think that the thing that whenever I started like the half and half or the the, the poster company. Um, 
the idea of that, we had no idea. We had no idea what to what the goal was. It was like we just want to make posters, yeah, right. and however it, however we can continue to do that forever. Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. Um, and years down the line, it was like, oh well, we sort of got there, but then it kind of lost that like sparkle and like that fun for me specifically. Yeah. Um, do you think it's like? an American capitalist idea that everything always has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And oh, bigger. definitely. Yeah. Like, I, Cause I, I think about when I've been to Europe uh -huh. or, uh, we're going to New Zealand at the end of the year. Oh. And I read about all these like people that have just done this thing. Yeah. Like, I think this is why I love wineries. Yeah. Like you go to wineries and it's like, we, we, we did this thing in Petaluma a couple weekends ago and we, we stopped at Lagunitas. Yeah. And the Lagunitas story, are you familiar with it? No, no. Okay. No, so no, no. there's this dude, and he had a small little brewery uh, for like, it was like broke for like a decade. Right. And then all of a sudden, uh, and I don't know the real story. I don't know the whole story. <laughs> I only know what I, drunken me heard from drunken bartender. <laughs> Basically this guy met, I don't know, like the Heineken people or right. somebody big. Mm -hmm. And they made him like a multimillionaire, like yeah. overnight. Like wow. they, they basically said, we're going to give you distribution. Yeah. And at that point, I'm sure, I don't know this person, but I'm sure he was probably like after 10 years of slugging away, yeah. having this little boutique. Brewery, he was like, sure, give me that money yeah. and take it. Yeah. But I feel like that is like a different strategy than people that try to do that. Yeah, they weren't, he wasn't like going out there like, right. oh, I need to get a meeting with the Heineken people. Right, right. You know? right. Um, and it was just like, yeah, he just got, uh, I wouldn't say lucky because like you put, he put a lot of work into like Lagunitas to begin with but, sure. um, and to make it valuable enough for something else to happen. But yeah, I think it's, I think that's a dangerous. Uh, thing I'm not, I'm not like against capitalism. I love sure, capitalism. Sure, sure, American, sure. Um, sure. but it's like, but if that is your goal, you are ultimately setting yourself up for um, a lot of failure. Because if if your goal is just to like make money right. or just do that, you're you like, I mean, become a banker. I mean, right. like, yeah, don't don't try and do these other things because you're just gonna suck all the life out of what you were really excited about doing to become this like money hungry greedy person these weird things happen too like i'm thinking about like whole foods and amazon yep right like whole foods from our perspective was like for me when i first knew about it it was like the place where you went to get healthier food and yep. like they cared about the people there yep and amazon i'm sure when it started was like you know the dude just wanted to like you know i need a razor right tomorrow yeah you know and now you like look at that stuff and you're like holy shit it's like the, the underdogs sort of become the, mm -hmm. the conglomerates and the it's like you look at the McDonald's story or the Walmart story like yep. all of those places started as little mom and pop stores yep. and at some point some switch goes off for yep. somebody yep. and they're like hey you know what we can make a shit ton of money doing this right yeah let's just like yeah make this system like much more yeah it's like you're franchising or you blow it up to like you just scale it up to this thing that is it's not what it was originally yep. and, and, and there is compromise in that I mean you go from a mom and pop, like one thing, you know, everybody that comes in there to having, you know, 500 like stores across like the state, yeah. you, you, you lose, you compromise, yeah. you trade off that ability to know everybody who's like coming in and having that like personal touch to it. Yeah. And so companies are always coming, like going back to like, how do we connect with people? How do we connect with people? And then it's just like, uh, it becomes like more of a, a commodity mm -hmm. instead of a uh, something that you're actually like trying to do because you want to connect with people to have more business, not not because people because like that's what you should do. This is like the, the intrinsic like reason that you started this thing in the first place, right? Yeah. So here's the question, and I say I'm asking this for both of us because uh, we're talking about perseverance. Yeah. I both of us have consistently had these 
things that we love to do. Yep. Yep. But then there's a whole other side to our lives where we're we're working for the man, quote unquote, yep. to have income to do that. Right. What? And I'm asking this for both of us. What yep. holds you back from just saying, you know what? I'm just gonna make furniture. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a big question. It's a huge question. Um, so I'll break it up into a few different pieces. The what is holding me back from pursuing all of my side hustles on side hustles um, as uh, like right now is one. We live in the most uh, expensive city we do. Uh, in the country, and uh, and I love it here, and I don't want to move. Um, so that's a big deal. Yeah. And then. Um, and then it's, uh, I've heard a couple of people speak on this, it's like, yeah, just like jump in head first and like do your passion project and everything. Um, I, I work for the man to, um, to mitigate the risk of these projects, like not uh, sure. coming to fruition um, really quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm 34, like yeah. I, I don't, I, maybe if I was younger, like I would be like more cavalier about it, but I've got responsibilities and I'd like to, um, to, to maintain those responsibilities yep. and those obligations, but um, but I think it comes down to just like the idea of like risk mitigation. So yep. I can I can do this other project. Um, I can do these these work for the like work for a company. They can uh, pay me a decent amount of money that I can be allowed to live here to basically bootstrap all of these projects. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's that's where that 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 friction point happens. Yep. And yep. so. Um, so what I do, I guess I do have clear goals set um, with those those other projects, so like the furniture making company. I've got like a, a another startup idea, but um, I the the goals of those are not to blow up to this huge thing. It's more I have I have milestones set so that if they ever do get to a certain point. Yeah. Then I will be able to say, you sure. know what? Now I can jump into this 100. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, and those are those are achievable, and yeah. those are right. They're, they're like around the corner. Yeah. Um, There's two things people say to me. One is, uh, which I love, which is you can always go back. Yeah. You know, you can always go back to getting like corporate job or mm -hmm. however you want to talk about it. Sure. The other thing people always say to me because I've put out like 38, 40 records at this yeah, point. Like right. I've, I've written a lot of songs. They, I've had people say to me, are, "Are are you sad you haven't made it?" And then I'm like, well, what yeah. do you mean by that? Yeah, like, what is that? Like, because I'm not like at Tom Petty scale or, or, or yeah. John Bon Jovi scale, or I don't know what people mean by that. Because when I think about the successes that I've had with my art and the stuff I make, like I always have these moments where I, it's like, okay, like I made a record. Like, yeah. There's my achievement. You know yeah, what I mean? Done. Like, yeah. I finished this thing. And it made it's it's impactful to you, yeah. not to like the the standard that other people have set. Totally. And totally. As, as if if you if your goal was to make it, like to so the Tom Petty analogy, like if it was to go in that direction, yes, you would be um, continually. If if you had not reached that level, then yes, it would not have been successful. But your goal is to create something yeah. and then have other people enjoy it. Yeah, like every single time you release something, goal success, set. success, goal success. Set. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna break the fourth wall. There's been a truck that parked right <laughs> next to the RV because this dude wanted to get a taco or a burrito at the place that we just went. Uh, and it's one of the it's a Recology truck. So Recology, if you're listening. Um, tell your dudes to turn off their engines. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably better for the environment. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that because whoever's so listening to this has probably been dealing with an engine 
sound noise <laughs> while we're talking. Uh, getting back on topic, mm-hmm. I think that um, so I'll, I'll sometimes I'll talk to uh, people that are I'll say in crisis because oftentimes, um, especially you and I in, in the mm-hmm. day jobs we have, yep. I'll meet people and they're just how do you do it? Like they're right. like, wow, how do you do so much stuff? Yeah. And the first thing I always say to them is, uh, well, do you cook? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they're like, I don't have time to cook. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you need to break it down yeah. to the simplest thing, which is make yourself dinner. Right. And see how it feels. Yeah. See how you feel. Just for you. Like, yeah. don't, like, get it back to that, like, oneness of, uh, I started with nothing and now I have something. Right. You know? I love this because it's like, um, I, I deal with this on, like, personal relationships, a lot of uh, friends, but I always hear this, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Classic. Can't hang out. I'm Hold too on. Busy. Hold on. Wait, the ecology truck's leaving. Yay. Oh, my Goodbye. God. I hope thank we... you for your service. Ugh, thank you. Thank you for cleaning up our streets. Yeah, um, I'm too busy. Yeah. I, 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 I love the, yeah, so it's, it's always too busy, and it's, and, like, I mean, you know what? Screw that. Yep. Everybody's busy. Yep. Everybody is busy all the time. Yep. Whenever somebody, if I'm, like, going to get, like, hang out with somebody or go do a project with somebody or, or like, whatever, and people say that they're busy, it's not that they're busy. Everybody's busy. It's that you you suck at prioritizing your time. Yep. And if you can't, if you can't go home, say you work until 7 o'clock at night at work because you're, like, putting in the hours and everything, you get home and you can't, uh, like make dinner, put like a hot pocket in the microwave or something, or mm-hmm. just do something so simple like that. Mm-hmm. It's because you have prioritized something else over that. Yep. Um, you've prioritized you wanting to relax or watch TV or go for a run or do the, these other things, hang out with somebody else, yep. have a drink, um, to do all these other things. And if you, you have prioritized those above just making dinner. Yep. And if you continually do that, you will never be able to like like actually get to the one things or the the things that you want to do. You're saying that you want to do. Right. I think people oftentimes too, they sort of have this fear mm-hmm. of failure. Definitely. And it just undermines like even making dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh what if what if I spend thirty minutes making dinner and it comes out like crap? Yeah. And then yeah. I have to order pizza. Yeah. So then I spent more money and I've uh, I've made a crap meal. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I'm a good cook. And I think some of this too, like getting back to the perseverance thing, like I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about like I think about my ancestors and the people like my great grandfather and stuff, and they literally like like my fiance's great grandfather. He built the house that we yeah. live in. Yeah, like he had to build a shelter. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like like there was a time when all of our needs weren't met. Yeah. And you literally had to like figure it out to survive. Right. Okay. And now that beeping sound is going off again, which <laughs> I think is a garage door uh, right next to the taco place that we're at. This so. is great. God bless America, San and thank Francisco. you everyone for progress. Yeah. I think, and I said this recently uh, somewhere on some platform, I'm like, I think we have the luxury of just not ever having to fend for ourselves anymore. No, and yeah, I agree with that. And so then, it, like, you don't, you, you're not forced into that prioritization. Mm-hmm. If, like, oh, if you don't have a shelter, mm-hmm. you will die. Like, there's none of that anymore. Yeah, and I know, like, so many people, we were talking about this, like, I got an RV, like, people go camping now. Like, yeah. it's not... Like, you go somewhere camping, and, like, I'll be with people, and they'll be like, ah, oh, there's no cell phone signal here. Oh. And I'm like, yes, yeah. there is no cell phone signal here. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah, Use your wonderful. phone just as a light. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's the most, like, yeah. the, the light app is the most practical app on on that thing you have in yeah. your pocket, it's like, probably. It's an $800 uh, flashlight. flashlight. Right, yeah. right. Um, so getting back to, like, you know, your, your this new furniture thing. Yeah. What, I, I'm curious, like, uh, I see, I can see some sort of, uh, connection between like the poster stuff uh-huh. and the furniture stuff because yeah. I see them both as like you're making something that other yep. people will enjoy. Yep. Um, 
But I think with furniture, and I know some other people that make furniture, I feel like it's more of a personal thing. Yeah. And I'm curious what, like, how did you land on that? Like, what got you, like, saying, I think I want to try this out? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, uh, so yeah, the furniture, so it's, like, mostly chairs and everything. I guess, like, uh, you know, having, like, a, a tiny apartment here, you kind of have to, like, custom make things, or you go to some crazy uh, store and, like, buy, like, design with reach or something, and, like, just, like, buy yeah. dumb stuff. So I was like, man, I can make all this stuff. And it was more of um it was more the idea of like I would be inspired by other people's creations or other designers' creations, and just be able to like, wow, like I'm I'm gonna challenge myself to be able to or see if I can make those. And it was never I didn't go to school for uh, furniture design and did, like do any of that, but it was um it was just like a challenge that I put forth, and it was you know my first chair that I made. Um, it took me a year. About a year, yeah, a little bit over a year to, to like make like one. Yeah. Um, but in did that, did you buy I, the tools? Like, how did it? Yeah, like, you buy like yeah. So like, a, a, you know, I had like a, there was a company that you could go like as a maker space and do all this other stuff. Like like use their tools and everything. But yeah, like the first version was uh, like it was made out of paper, and the next one was made out of cardboard. And then there was twenty six versions of that chair that just like I would get to like almost to the end, and then I'd be like, you know what, I messed up on this design piece. Like, let me. I'd chop this up and make cutting boards out of it, and then, um, and then I'd start like again, like yeah. okay, I need, I need to fix the armrest on this. I need to fix the back plane. I need to redesign these like backrests. Like, it just that iterative process, and like going back to our keyword of perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the idea of like continually um, going to uh, like I'd get to like chair number five, and then it's like oh, I I, I, I screwed up like the the armrest on this one. Yeah, start all the way over. Like let's go back to square one, and like I learned a little bit more each time. Each. Are time. you working off of anything? Or are you just kind of going with instinct? Like how did you? Oh, instinct. Yeah, oh, that's great. So it was like I just drew drew it on paper first, and then like started to like uh, like blow it up and like scale it, um, and then made like models out of cardboard, and then just started into wood. I bought a lot of really expensive wood to start because I was like, man, I'm going to knock this out of the gate like the first time. <laughs> I was like, boom, chair one, her chair number one. I just actually this morning, I got a, a, a Facebook reminded me of like, this is what you did a year ago. And it was the the very first chair that I created. And it was out of African mahogany, which is it's um, a tough wood. right? It's it's, uh, like a- it's really, really tough to work with. Yeah. It's really expensive. And uh, you were and thinking that is, you're just getting I got this. I still have that one. And it's like it's, it's just been banged around a bunch and it's just like it's just it's not even finished like you can't even sit in it and uh <laughs> i can't throw it away and of i can't course. chop it up um but or should uh, you? I think yeah it should, right I'll it should be a constant it. reminder of your perseverance right, because yeah. you're gonna get through right okay look there's my first dumb attempt yeah what um okay so have you made anything for anyone else yet yeah okay. uh, a couple of the chairs yeah so now i've, I've now i've gone the process all the way to the end point that i can like i can bang out one of those in like two weeks great and right now i have like seven of them in like the final stages of creation so like i'll finish them up this weekend but um but yeah now i can go from raw wood to a finished chair in like two three weeks if i had like if i didn't have a day job it would be much faster but um but you might not be as excited to do it exactly as we talked about because then i would just like yeah if every day i was like sitting in the wood shop chair again yeah just like here we go another order um but uh but yeah it's gotten to that point so that's where like now i'm interested in like oh how can i how can i develop like the next piece like getting back to that that starting yeah. process because yeah. Um, the yeah the chair stuff is good so now I can like I can go into like uh, like like you know chaise lounges or um, or like a bed or something and like develop these plans further because um, yeah because yeah, right now it's just this 
it's becoming a, uh, a finished process. But I mean, you need like a balance of both. I think you need like the one that's going to allow you to do this. And so I guess like, that's why we have day jobs. That's yep, why we yep. get the day job is like, cause those things allow you to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for this, like furniture stuff, if the chair is able to like pay to buy me like a new tool or pay me enough, um, to, uh, do like other explorations somewhere else, then that would be, uh, that would be like a good, uh, a good project. So something that's like successful in yeah. my mind. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause I have, um, I have some musician friends in New York city Yeah, and they spent way too much energy being angry about the fact that music's been devalued so much in the last decade. Yeah. And we would get in these really interesting arguments where, uh, they would kind of feel like because they were the starving artists bitching about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was, you know, working at Facebook, uh-huh. yeah. uh, which is what I did. I, you know, I left right. New York to go take this gig at Facebook. Yeah. Um, it somehow watered down the art that I was making, the music that I was making somehow because, you know, because I have a day job or because I'm plugged into this other part of life is right. somehow less. Right. And it's funny when you think about like so many of the people we look at as great artists yeah. were um, com- like completely, a lot of them were rich. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them uh, either inherited money or did earn their money in other ways. Right. Um, or they had patrons that were like, yeah, you know, and, and the other, uh, I, I'm talking a lot right now, but no, no, the other good. thing I felt at that point of when music people were like, you know, bitching because of streaming and no one buys my CDs anymore, but right. people still were making CDs. Right. I'm like, you can't fight what people value. Like, yeah. there's no way you can sit and constantly like beat your head against the wall because this thing that you're really good at, you right. think you should be making more money doing. Right. Because if that was the case, everyone would be rich. Right. And that's not how this, you know, that's not how the law of, of the world works. No, of course not. Yeah. And I think that, um, so with like, yeah, with perceived value or relative value um, from other people, if you're continually tracking your success based off of what other people value uh you are just ultimately setting yourself up for a very unhappy life Mm. um you always have to like yeah so like i mean going back to like your album creation like you wanted to create that you created it fulfillment success like to 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 create an album that goes to like the top of the charts or something is basing it off of what other people find valuable Mm -hmm. um and i think that there's there's freedom in the fact of just making sure that you have uh set up like your parameters for success that wholly rely on how you see things totally. instead of it basing off of somebody else's like value. Which it's funny because like, you know, we started talking about the, your first business. Yeah. And I think that it does take a few missteps or a few like, uh, tries before mm-hmm. you realize that setting up those like parameter type stuff, yep. you're just going to be happier longer. Yeah. You're just going to have more fulfillment doing it. Right. Exactly. Like I, you know, I'm doing my business right now and like I have a co-founder and she and I like, we have a contract. Yeah. And it's way before we thought we'd have a contract. We Uh thought we'd have like three months, Mm -hmm. you know, we got the LLC, we'd get our insurance, Mm -hmm. we'd get the the website, we do a launch. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're already a business. Yeah. And we had this moment where we both were like, oh shit, like we have to figure this shit out faster. Yeah. But we also know because of our experience that, Figuring that out now is going to keep it so that the reason we started this thing is going to stay fresh and exciting. Exactly. Instead of like kind of shying away from like the taxes or the system that you need to come up with. Yeah. So I think that that's like, um, if I didn't have uh, this podcast or music or travel, uh-huh. I didn't have all these other outlets and I only had this one thing I was focused on, I would probably not 
get any fulfillment out of it. Yeah. I just wouldn't have the synergy of other stuff going on. Yeah. I love that because it's like, um, and I like, I, I work with a life coach to like help me um, define exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I want to so talk about that. That's so you have awesome. like, you have like all of these like different projects, these different things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And what I struggle with is like, let's say furniture for me is easy. I can go home, I can bang something out, I get fulfillment from it. Great. Uh, starting up a, uh, a data aggregation business is incredibly like a huge, huge project. Yeah. And sitting down like this morning at like six o'clock, just trying to uh, do some, some work around with my, like developers, um, like on the other side of the world and like some, some just doing this is like, I don't get that fulfillment. Yep. So I think that both you and I have these other projects because we can, we can do this podcast, we can do this other thing and get these like, like minor amounts of fulfillment. And we take that energy mm-hmm. and we move it to totally. these other things that are, that we would, if it, these other projects that are, are a little bit more like spiky and a little bit more tough to like yep. um, get uh, get some fulfillment out of, and so I think that that's why you and I have all of these things yeah. because we can. If one of us is, if, if if one of the projects is like, man, this is like really burning me out. Like this is, you know, this is tough. It's like I'm gonna go over here and do this like cool thing. Yeah. Um, get a little bit of that like like uh, like excitement back. Yeah. And then get the engine running and then move on to like a, something that was a little bit more anxiety filling or, 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 uh, possible to like have like failure wrapped around it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of failure, what can you think of like a specific time where like you were like, all right, I did not, this is not, I can't do this anymore. Or oof. I'm not, um, the, the, the thing I thought I was going to get out of this isn't happening. I mean, Honestly, the easiest thing is to say relationships, but I always like to look at, I would much rather look at creative endeavors, especially for people that do a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Like, like you were talking about Brian Singer before and like yeah, he and I yeah, had yeah. that conversation before where like, if you do enough stuff, yeah. like it's okay. Like yeah. you're giving yourself enough, uh, you know, sort of padding yep. to fuck up. Right. And it's okay. Cause you know, there's always another thing. Yeah. Um, I think like, let's see. Not, I, mean, I, I don't really. know if you want to, I mean, you don't have to like, but no, I had a, uh, I had a Kickstarter, and that oh, was okay. like I had a Kickstarter. This is great. A long time ago, that failed. Uh, what was it for? Do you um, oh like, man, no, no, it was good. It was called the Boast. Uh, <laughs> you can all look it up as my failure on uh, <laughs> on Kickstarter. It's still there, and I still get messages about it because people still wanted it. But the it was like boast. so. This this the, <laughs> what's the pitch? The bit, it's the, the Uber of what? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was a product. It was a product. It was a product. And um, so the old iPads, they had this, the rear-facing speakers. They didn't, and they had a really a horrible issue with like sound being directed backwards. So even though the, the as the sound amplified or turned all the way up, you would still like naturally cup your hand behind the um, behind the the iPad to like bounce it forward. Yeah. And so I was like, so I just like had this like little piece, like plastic piece made that had some like rare earth magnets in it that would just like stick to the back of it. And I put it on Kickstarter and I was like, yeah, this is gonna be great. And uh, <laughs> and then the boost, the boast, the boast, the boast, Greg. Um, the <laughs> but the, the the this was like this was like a major. I still go back to this whenever I like think about other projects. But like this was, um, I got into the situation where I was defining success based on somebody else's like um, uh, uh, whatever and uh, their 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 viewpoint. But a week before that I was like ready to launch, um, another company, I forget what it's called, um, 
had come up with like essentially like a better design that solved this problem and went on Kickstarter and they got like four hundred thousand dollars in funding and I was just like I remember like at like at work I just saw it pop up and I like felt sick to my stomach I like just went white and I just like went home and just like uh, I just told my business partner I was like I need the day off bye and just like walked out um, and I just That's remember big. and it like it, it was fine but I was just like oh that stinks um but I think that uh, uh, looking back on it I could have. I, I, I fucked up on the prioritization. Like I would go home and be like, yeah, nobody else is ever going to solve this problem. Right. Nobody else is ever right. going to do this. And I like, I dragged my feet about it. I like, yep. took my time. I could have worked on it a little bit faster. We could have worked on it a little bit harder and I didn't. And that not the fact that it like wasn't successful yeah. is not the problem. The fact that I could have done it and released it before yeah. somebody else. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. And that's what haunts me still to this day. So it's like, so that's what I always go back to is, it was still, yes, a failure, but it was not a failure because the people didn't like all just buy my thing that I thought that they should value. Right, right. Um, w- the failure was me because I didn't uh, put in the actual time that was necessary to have that be successful. Yeah. And that's all on me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, you're telling me this story. I'm like, there's probably room for two in the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe not at this yeah. point. I mean, was, like at yeah. that point, you know, you could have cool said hunting. It. I was on everything, and it was like, oh man, it was yeah. I still. So think it, was, about it, it sounds like it was more you, and I could see why you would feel this way. Like you didn't capitalize on the momentum in the moment. You were yep. a little more, yeah, maybe maybe laid back about. Yeah, it. and I think that so so we talk about failure. So it was like my so one I justified not working on it all the time by saying like yeah like it'll be fine nobody else will ever think of this idea but also like not wanting to like i mean this is the founder syndrome of right. like always wanted to be like the perfect thing before yep. you release it oh, and man, yeah. and it's and that's tough but i think that um i think just uh yeah this idea that, that it just needs to happen yep. um is is much better than it just like you lollygagging or like justifying that like nobody will like it or yep. won't be perfect um you know, you just have to like just try and do it and then going back to brian singer like yeah just like just oh i'm just gonna try it and if it doesn't work yeah go on yeah Um, and you have to move on you just have to keep the momentum going yeah and i do i've met people that have like they've put all their eggs in one basket for Uh one thing yep and it it, it, you can see the devastation it usually happens oh it's horrible yeah Yeah. um what um we're we're about out of time but i'm I'm curious like if you uh you know if, if someone said to you like nick we're going to give you all everything that you need to just make furniture or just be a maker like yeah. what what do you think you would worry about Oof. what would be your biggest stressor if you had everything you perceived that you need like if you didn't need a day job you didn't need health insurance it's all taken care of i love oh, asking people this question it's sounds my so boring exactly it isn't it so boring um <laughs> i think that the yeah there's the fulfillment but the actual like yeah, going back to like your grandfather's like shelter thing. If I had just had everything, like, yeah. I think that I would be like the laziest person. Yeah, and I would just be like, well, wh- what's the fucking point? Yeah, like why, why do this? Well, I, you know, I think because like um, people were talking about like college educations now, yep. and like, like we hit that tipping point where you know you don't need to go to college. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, however, you there's something to be said about like going into a strange new situation. Mm-hmm. And having to fend for yourself. Yep. So I don't think people should be paying up a ton of money to go to college. Right. Um, I think what they should be doing is just like going, like traveling and yeah. like going somewhere where they don't speak the language. Yeah. And like all that great Anthony Bourdain quotes that have come out lately. Yep. Like this is where uh, we realize who we are and how we like fit into like the ecosystem of the world. Yeah. 
Um, I think I think that's a really key point. Is like it's everything is like scale or everything is moving so quickly with mm-hmm. with like I mean the, the stuff that people the kids are learning in college now in high school and like whatever is not the stuff that they are focused on now in like four years like eight years whatever by the time they go into like a job market or into a career or whatever especially in the tech world um, that stuff is going to be just outdated. Yep. It's scaling in, at an exponential rate that you can't keep up. So it's not. That you need to learn how to do those things. You need to learn how you learn and yeah. and, and develop that skill. So the idea of like going into uh, another country and learning a language is like how how do I make myself do this? How do I how do I absorb information from around me and like be able to learn like very quickly? And I think that like whenever I was younger, like taking apart computers and vacuums and then trying to figure out how to put them back together mostly successfully um and and being able to do that taught me how those things work not um like how i'm going to repair vacuums in the future it's just like oh how these systems work and now i can take one piece and move it over to something else like i can take uh you know the stuff that i learned about how vacuums go together or how computers go together and i can put that together with like motorcycles now and it's like oh Mm -hmm. this is how this works this is how carburetors work like all these other things and it's not i don't have to like learn specifically how to do each of these things i just know that i can know how to learn those things yeah Yeah. and honestly that's all awesome and the one thing i'll say is like i think the toughest thing i have a problem with and i think maybe you and i share this Mm -hmm. is uh we have to work with people that don't feel that way it's just another challenge they just just don't see the value (laughs) of it well dude thanks for joining me on this noisy fucking podcast um and uh yeah i'm looking forward to uh to sitting in one of your chairs at some dude yeah uh yeah maybe uh maybe next week i'll be done with that all right dude (laughs) awesome thanks thank you nick thanks for listening earhopper.com itunes earhopper presents please subscribe please give us a rating youtube earhopper Whatever you do and wherever you do it, enjoy it. Take it light. See you next time.